Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. everybody and welcome to ginger on ginger the podcast where two redhead comedians choose a word phrase or concept then discuss it through their humorous gingery lens i'm jacob godby i'm alex tate and let's be honest it's kind of just a podcast about montana at this point <laughs> a little bit it's an interesting t- state uh, montana was uh trending on tiktok yes that's right um sheridan my girlfriend downloaded tiktok the other day and it was trending on TikTok, hashtag Montana was. And then a whole bunch of videos came out of people that were like, I don't know why um, Montana is trending on TikTok right now, but I just want you to know that we're full. That's what like, all the videos were. <laughs> I mean, the state motto is get lost. Yeah. Or not the, it's not the motto. It's like Oroe Plata or something like that. But um uh, the, the, the like marketing motto, there's like shirts and signs and stuff that say, get lost Montana. And I think, you know, I think they came out with it thinking that it had a double meaning, like get lost in our nature. But I think it also means get lost. Don't come here. I, I think they did that. They were fully aware of that when they did that. Yeah, no, me too. I agree. I agree. How are you this week, Alex? Good, good. Uh, Montana's like slowly opening back up, I guess we're going into phase two. On June 1st, which just, I don't really know what that means, but like people can, restaurants and businesses can open up at 75% capacity. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you can have, you can't have any gatherings over 250 people, which is plenty. You catch me with a notepad, seeing everyone that comes in and writing a tally mark down. Yeah. Right. Like that. That's a shit ton. <laughs> and I think just Montanans as a whole are like, pretty over it i don't think they're you know right but that's just how it is they're pretty over it yeah america as a whole is texas has also reopened considerably the amount of masks that i've seen people wearing has dropped like almost overnight it seemed like just one day last week everyone decided that eh, i'm done yeah i yeah same. I did get like uh, I was grocery shopping a couple days ago and I had my mask on and was following the like one way we have like one way signs on the aisles, right? Yep. You know, so like you can only go one way down the aisles and was following that and got to the end of one of the aisles and started to make the turn and some lady just came booking it the wrong way up the one way aisle and like we physically connected and it was the strangest thing. I was like, ah! And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, get the hell out of my way, you old bag. Yeah. Uh, welcome, women over 50 who listen to this podcast. <laughs> you know what? Women over 50 who listen to this podcast and don't obey social distancing rules, nor do they know how to read one-way signs. You know what? I'm going to make fun of you. Yeah. I saw, I would like to change it to women over 65. Women over 50 are not old ladies. That doesn't count anymore. People live into their 80s and 90s now. Very true. Very true. I've seen a couple people recently in my life that I'm like, you're 55. I hope I look like that when I'm 55. Like you look incredible. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. Well, Alex, what's our word of the day? Yeah, Jacob, our uh, word of the day is very vague today. Very broad. Okay. 
Um, and it is a food. Uh, one of my favorite things in the world, food. <laughs> I can talk about food for hours. Yeah. It is one of the main reasons that I live in Austin, Texas is because of the food and it's incredible. I love Tex-Mex. I love Mexican food. I love Asian food. Uh, Montana knows how to cook a good steak, but they don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> it's not great. Otherwise, I say that because I, I just got done eating a, eating a burger with a duck egg on it. Ooh, yum. Did you order that or did you make it at home? Oh, no, I ordered it. I'm not about to. I don't even know where you purchase duck eggs. <laughs> well, I go down to the pond and just squeeze the ducks. Yeah. Just wait for one. You just follow it around with a little plastic bag. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a duck egg. Uh, was it good? Um, It tastes like an egg, except it was very large, like the yolk. The yolk was huge. I had a food that I've never had today, too, also involving eggs. I ordered, there's a fried chicken place here, uh, super duper good, and I ordered an appetizer that was fried deviled eggs, and then it came with house-made aioli, and it was incredible. Fried deviled eggs? That sounds like yeah, the man. greatest the thing I've ever heard. Yeah, right? And it's just like in their signature fried chicken, like breading. And it was, it was so good, dude. I, I'm definitely going to be going there again. And it's super close to my house too. I'm really excited about it. Oh, I like, you know, those deviled eggs that like only exist because your grandma is throwing a party and she has like a deviled egg plate that's like this like yes. ugly crystal glass that's like a hideous yeah, dude, pink I, or like a hideous I, green I, and it it's like the most specific piece of dining wear i've ever seen in my life <laughs> and she just lines that exactly motherfucker with deviled eggs and i would literally just grab the plate and go sit in the living room and eat them all and then realize to myself that if you had asked me beforehand hey do you want to eat 18 full eggs I would be like, no, that's disgusting. <laughs> but, but when when you take the yolk out, mash it up, and then put it back in the egg, I for sure want to eat that. Yeah, man. I didn't like deviled eggs as a kid. And actually, there's a lot of things I didn't like as a kid. Barbecue sauce, deviled eggs, mayonnaise. Barbecue sauce? Uh, I know, dude. And I'm coming around, and I'm like, these things are great. I love flavor. I love spiciness now, what too. What do you mean barbecue sauce? There's a shit ton of sugar in barbecue sauce. I've never heard of anyone just, disliking barbecue sauce. <laughs> I just didn't like it as a kid. I don't know. It could be that my parents didn't buy like a brand that I enjoy. But uh, there's a lot of different yeah, ones. I, dude, I love food and trying different foods. And I mean, immediately I'm thinking of like the best foods I've ever had and the best ramen I've ever had, hands down, was in Little Tokyo with Trevor. Oh. And this place is, did you go, did we take you there? No. And I'm a little upset right now because I am fucking <laughs> obsessed with ramen. I went back for Thanksgiving last year. I, I, Los Angeles, the place I swore I'd never go back to. I went back kind of just to get that. I mean, also to see Trevor, but just to get the ramen. <laughs> Mainly, it was 80% ramen, 20% Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> There's a good place here in Austin, but it is not as good as just in the heart of little Tokyo, dude. Um, and then, do you remember that, like, taco truck we went to in Sacramento that was just on, like, the side of the road? Oh, my God, yes. And it was, and I, you know, I don't mean this in a in a bad way but it was in you know like not a great neighborhood not a place that like i don't think i would ever go to had our host not been like 
you got to go get tacos at this place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She was like, oh, I know where to take you. Yeah. And I think that's where I had a cow brain taco. Yeah, I got I got one chorizo. I got three tacos there. I got chorizo to keep it to, you know, keep it with something Dude, I knew. Chorizo is so good. Fuck. I'm obsessed with it. It also like my butthole is not obsessed with it, but my mouth is obsessed no, with it. No, no, no. <laughs> and my apartment smells like it for like 24 hours after I cook it. But it's so good. Um, I got one chorizo taco, one tacos de lingua, which is was tongue. Mm, yeah. Cow tongue. And I remember that being good. Really tasty. Like would get again. And then I get, yeah, I got one. I think it's called sweet bread or something like that, which is just code word for brain. I have tasted a pig brain. I know that for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a man, a man shoved it against your mouth. Dude, that guy, Ginger's on butchering. Um, food, why not talk about a cooking show? So, yeah, we called this place and we're like, hey, we want to shoot here. And they're like, cool, you just buy a pig and we'll give you a butcher to help you. And so, so this guy a whole helped ass us. Pig. Dude. A whole ass $400 pig. <laughs> yeah and we butchered it and then he like pulled us aside and he was like hey can i keep the head and we were like yeah yeah that's fine then he sliced the head in half and scooped the Mm -hmm. brains out and then he was like he he like hands it over to jacob and he's like eat it and jacob jacob like looks at him super apprehensively and goes is it okay to eat and the guy goes i don't know we're about to find out (laughs) (laughs) and he just pushed it up against my tongue it didn't really taste like anything and i did not get sick so i'm not out here you know endorsing raw pig brain but it's not gonna hurt you if you taste it (laughs) but nothing happened i'm just saying could be the cure for cancer in there we don't know yeah is there any is there any food that you like didn't like as a kid and people were like, oh, you know, you just have to get used to it. It's an acquired taste or whatever. And now you're an adult and you're like, nope, that's gross. Yeah. Coleslaw. Coleslaw. Okay. I don't think I'm a huge fan of coleslaw. I hate it. I cannot stand it. I also, and you know this about me, uh, pickles, anything pickled cannot do. Uh, just, it's the brine. Amen. Pickling is disgusting. And I don't like cucumbers, to be honest. Um, yeah, dude, coleslaw. I remember in, in, it was like fifth or sixth grade. They just had like wet coleslaw as a side and on spaghetti day every time. And I would always want to get seconds on spaghetti. And there was one teacher in particular. Oh, you have to finish your coleslaw. And I tried Like I put a whole thing in my mouth and I like spit it back out. And she was like, yeah, fine. Just go get your spaghetti. Uh, Yeah. I'm like, I'm not a fan of like forcing kids to eat things, Uh, you know? I agree. Yeah. I don't, we can't do that at the preschool. Cause I, cause I was like, I, mine is asparagus. I think asparagus is fucking disgusting. And my whole life. It just pe- has to be cooked, right? That's, that's all people say to me. Fuck. I was just going to say that. That's <laughs> all people say to me. They're like, oh, you just haven't had good asparagus. I'm like, no, fuck you. It's fucking disgusting. And I don't fucking like one time I had it and it was bacon wrapped and covered in like Parmesan cheese and that oh, was and you still couldn't do it no that was okay but i was like yo that's <laughs> it had like bacon grease all over it and cheese on it that's what i was re- like it took out all the asparagus part of it yeah one time for dinner a couple months ago 
I just put asparagus in the oven and like roasted it, and then that's what my dinner was was just asparagus. That I I hate that, and I still I just like <laughs> I still won't do it. And people still look at me weird. They're like, "You, you're an adult though. Like like adults aren't allowed to have food that they don't like." I don't know. It's like a weird yep. thing, and I'm like, "Well, yeah, I don't like it. What do you want me to say? I'll eat other food. I just not asparagus." What I don't I don't mind people who don't like things. What I don't like is people who won't try things. They don't know they won't like yeah that is a pet peeve of mine uh especially whenever i go back to montana my immediate family is pretty good at it but there's people i know that you try to break them out of their anything it's like just have a bite of sushi and then i'll buy you all of the hamburgers in the world okay i just want you to try it it was my example is also sushi i think people have this they build up sushi people from rural places build up sushi in their head some ultra exotic thing that's super (laughs) strange and it's like no it's a little bit of fish sugary rice mostly rice yeah (laughs) some like aioli on like we've like americanized sushi pretty hard i'm not gonna give you like nigiri or something which is like a raw slice of fish like we're gonna hold on i'm not gonna just throw you in the deep end here yeah that's what makes me laugh too is there's so many like you get a california roll you're gonna be fine there's sushi rolls that are just veggies like and you just put a little shrimp in there and that's fine like uh what i don't like is wasabi i'll be honest with you or the ginger on the side i don't like that oh well you don't like the ginger because it's pickled um and pickling oh. things i agree with you totally is a great way to ruin that ingredient if you have an ingredient and think to yourself how can i make this shittier you should pickle it. <laughs> Alex, do you like pickled cliff bars? <laughs> Dude, that was one of the grossest things I've ever eaten in my whole life. Yeah, that's probably my least rewatched episode of our cooking show, Ginger's on Pickling, because yeah. it's gross to watch and also it takes me back to that experience. <laughs> do you uh what what do you know what like the worst thing you've ever eaten is? Like the one thing that you're like as soon as it touched your mouth, you were like, oh, no. Immediately what comes to mind is not a food, but a drink. I okay. remember we were on a boat, and my father was drinking a Bud Light with Clamato in it, which is clam tomato yes. juice. Yes, I'm so happy. And he, it's like half and half, and he let me taste it, and I like almost vomited off the side of the boat. My face inverted. It was disgusting. Thank you. I completely agree. I don't... I. The the restaurant we were eating at tonight that I just got back from had it on the menu. And I was like, what is that shit? I, I have tried it one time and it was it was like instantaneous. My body just like rejected it. It wouldn't go in. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I don't mind like gazpacho and tomato soup and stuff, but Bloody Marys, I can't do either. I cannot stand them. Oh, yeah. Well, we're on the same page on this. I I only like Bloody Marys because sometimes they like stack up a bunch of like sausages and cheese. Um yeah. like in the little on the little toothpick toothpicks and I'm like, yeah, but I don't like the actual drink of Bloody Mary at all. <laughs> yeah. Let me think on food. Is there a worst food you've had? Yeah. Um so I uh when I was nineteen, I traveled around the world. And um I traveled around the world with the, the main goal of like broadening my little I lived in Wyoming bubble. And so I really tried to say yes to a lot of things within reason, you know, but if it was even remotely reasonable, I would say yes to it. And I was in Vietnam. I was in Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. And I met these two French dudes who were also backpacking. 
And they were like, we're going out to eat. Come with us. And I was like, yes. I'm sorry. Can you do the accent? They were like, do you know, do you want to come out to eat with us? <laughs> that was it. That's how they talked. Uh, we got to this restaurant and it was just like a like restaurants in Vietnam should like be put in quotations. They, they have like nice restaurants and stuff like that. But like a sit like an indoor sit down restaurant is a nice, nice restaurant. Like 99% of them is just like street food. Yeah. Like on the street. And there's these little tiny plastic chairs definitely meant for children and everybody of all ages. I've seen like dudes in business suits just sitting in these tiny plastic chairs, like eating a bowl of pho. So I don't know what this place was. I don't know how they found it. I don't know how they picked it, but it was just some generic ass looking street food stall. And they had good food. I ate a bowl of pho there and it was fantastic. But they also had on the menu like a tr- just a tarantula, like a grilled tarantula. <laughs> and the French dudes like quickly figured out that I was like saying yes to a lot of things. So they ordered the tarantula and they were like, ha ha ha, you have to eat it. And I was like, okay, what if it's good? What if it's delicious? Yeah. You're doing the same thing that like people who don't, who won't eat sushi are doing, you know, you're like, you're just like judging it at face value. So I was like, okay. Oh, I would, I would try it. I would try it. And I like took a bite of it and a, the like inside, they grilled it to shit. So it was like almost just like charcoal. That's kind of what it tasted like. The taste wasn't an issue. It kind of just tasted like burnt. You know, like it wasn't great, Uh but I, and I don't think this is realistic because I think it would have burned off when they grilled it. But in my head, I could feel the little hairs on its legs (laughs) as I like Mm -hmm. ate it. And as soon as it hit the back of my throat, it just came right back up and it was disgusting. And that's the only thing. That's one of the few things I've ever eaten. I think that didn't actually ever go inside my body like it was just in my mouth and then i just like i like kind of like gag coughed it up and was like what the fuck was that i was thinking speaking of the cooking show season two gingers on ice cream we were making some ice cream to serve to the public and we put like lots of ginger in it like way 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 too much and it was gross maybe not the worst thing i've ever eaten but it was bad like when people are like how much is a lot i want to say it was like 14 ounces like nearing on a pound of ginger in there like (laughs) (laughs) and then like my sister didn't have an electric mixer and we didn't bother to go buy one so we just hand mixed this ice cream so it had like crystallized pieces of ginger in it and it was like spicy ice cream yeah there were some chunks of the ice cream that were very intense because it wasn't mixed properly and you can go watch this episode and we we (laughs) served it to people and some people, there were like two people, they were like, oh, this is pretty good. And everyone else was like, oh, you guys suck. Why did you make this? My favorite one was the little kid. Some dad g- gave it to his little son. And like, please don't think we're cruel. Like we, we told him. the dad, like the dad, as soon as the dad like handed it to him, like, do you want to eat it? Me and Jacob were like, uh, uh, like it's, uh, and the dad was like, I don't care. And so he just gave it to the kid <laughs> and the kid just starts, just screams and starts crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was bad. We also had a lot of like water bottles on hand for people, so if uh, they were overwhelmed by the spiciness, they could take care of it. Yeah, I can't think of like a singular worst food I've had, but I know that some of my like early food experiments. Culinary experiments. 
when I was living on my own for the first time were not very good. And I think the most food I've ever eaten in one single sitting was when I had four hot dogs that were about to expire <laughs> and a box of mac and cheese. What do you, so I what made you? the whole box of mac and cheese. I sliced up the four hot dogs, mixed it all together, and then ate the whole thing in one go. What do you mean about to expire? Just freeze them. The, hot dogs do not expire. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know to do that. I didn't think to do that. So, so that might be the like singular preservatives and shit like that. Also, my grandma, uh, one of my grandmas, is always like, I'll, "I'll like clean my plate," and I'm thinking about going back for seconds already. And she'll go here, half more, and then she'll just like whip the spoon out and slap some more mashed potatoes on my plate. And I'm like, "Grandma, I'm about to burst." Yeah. Do you do you um, in your life? Do you have any Mexican friends? Have you ever been to like a Mexican family gathering? Oh, yes. Yeah. My boss oh. right now is Hispanic and yeah. uh, she had the Christmas party last year at her place and she cooked like uh, tamales and she had like homemade tortilla chips to go with the nachos and then homemade queso and it was just a homemade guac, dude. So good. And then margaritas in a can. And I was like, that's that was kind of when Austin really, really clicked for me. I was like, all right, I can get behind Mexican food might be my singular uh, favorite type of food or oh, like yeah. ethnicity of food. I um one of my best friends in the whole world is Mexican. And he, I went to his dad's 50th birthday party, which is a huge celebration. And they would like berate you for not eating more. <laughs> like the, the like gram, like that's, that's like not a stereotype. The grandmas were like yelling at us. Cause I think I was like 18. We were all like 18 or 19 at the time. And like he invited all of us, all of his friends and we were all over there just having a good time. And it was like, they made like 55 pounds of tacos and stuff like that. And if I didn't have 14 <laughs> tacos, I was literally getting like yelled at by his grandma and she was just like yelling at me in Spanish. And I was like, what's happening? And my buddy was like, you need to eat more. She's like actually mad at you. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're dishonoring my family. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. don't they stuff were, yourself. Yeah, and I was like really skinny in high school, like really, really skinny, like bone ass skinny. And so this, his grandma just like took it upon herself that she was just going to solve that right here right now <laughs> yeah i'm gonna fill this boy out i had a relative one time when i was younger uh i just put a bunch of food on my plate and she went you're not fat you're just big boned like unprompted <laughs> oh, fuck off that's so rude yeah it was bad uh we don't we don't hang often i'll be honest with you <laughs> um what's the do you know the best thing you've ever eaten oh man or the that, single best meal oh, or that's anything tough like too. that so food can be like, I believe it can be contextualized. Oh, For example, some of the best food I've percent. ever had yeah, is because I have been like hiking all day or because I've been, you know, like dehydrated or whatever. And it's like the f first nourishment my body's had in 24 hours or whatever. So oh, yeah. there's meals that pop into my mind, but most of them are like – that was the first like actual cooking I've had in a week or, or things like that. The first time I had the ramen with Trevor in little Tokyo is up there. That was really, really good. Same with the first time I had Ethiopian food. I was like, Oh, uh, Indian food. I really like, and I don't know, man, I, I've had, a, I've been spoiled the last couple of years. I've had a lot of great food. One thing I like about Austin is that everywhere is just barbecue joints and they all do, their salads a little differently. Their potato salads, their macaroni salads, and their mac and cheese. So I enjoy 
Oh man! Like the meats are. I'll fine. let a potato salad kill me. Yeah, dude. Same. I again another one I didn't like as a kid. Potato salad, but I love it now. Oh, same. I hated potato salad and macaroni salad, and now I will literally bathe in it if you let me. It's so fucking good. The first time I ever had an egg on a burger sticks out in my mind too. That was a life changing experience. Nice. I went to a barbecue joint in San Antonio when I when I was in San Antonio. Um, like. One of Sheridan's best family friends lives down there, and he was like, what do you want to do while you're here? And I was like, go to a barbecue. And he was like, okay. And I was like, I don't think you understand me. I want to go to a real barbecue place, not some shit where tourists goes. And he was like, gotcha. And he takes me to this place, and there was just right as you walk in, there was just these huge smokers, and there was this big, giant, fat man standing behind the smoker, and I was like... That's what I'm talking. Oh, it was just that's how like, you know it's good. gross and disgusting in there. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. And the smell just like overwhelmed you when you walked in and they just gave you like a plastic, like, uh, mm-hmm. yep. Tray, you know, like the little, pla- like the, 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 the like red plastic slidey trays. And they just like, Oh yeah. Slapped. They were like, what do you want? Like brisket or tri-tip or whatever. And you would just say what you want. And they just like gave you a bun and slapped some shit on there. And then they're like, potato salad and mac and cheese and then you just sat on these like big ass benches just outside that was it that's all they had was these like big long picnic tables i was like this is precisely what i wanted and it was so fucking good oh my god i don't know why barbecue joints have like i think they have like a coalition where they're like we're only gonna serve cafe style because even like the most hyped up barbecue joints. Like I waited in line once in Austin for over an hour to try Terry Black's barbecue. And then you get up there and they just give you a plastic tray and they slap the meat on and they're yeah. like, all right, see ya. Like it's, uh, it's good though. I'm, I'm a big barbecue fan, but not, it's not, I'm not part of the barbecue culture. Like a lot of people in Austin are. There's people who will get mad if you go to one place, but not the other and stuff like that. I just yeah. like all food. Like I don't, I don't discriminate with my food. I'll tell you, um, one of the best things of one of the singular best things of again, contextualized, I guess I have two meals that I think are the best things I've ever eaten. And I, but they're for, but for different reasons. Okay. One is, um, it was my senior year of high school. And this is actually the same time I went to the my buddy's fifth, dad's 50, 50th birthday party. This was like four days after that. <laughs> um, we went on a s- spring break trip. Um, and it was like the only time my parents ever let me like do something that was cool. Or at least in my mind, it was cool. Um, so we drove from Jackson, Wyoming to Southern California down I-15 and through Vegas. And then we hung out in Southern California. It was for his dad's 50th. That's what he, like, that's how we made the excuse that we were going to make this road trip and then drive back, right? Uh-huh. And then we're driving back and we stop in Vegas. And one of my friends um, is very wealthy. And um, his mom got us a, a room, a suite at the Four Seasons. Ooh. Yeah, And so we were staying at this suite in the Four Seasons, and then she was like, dress up and be down in the lobby at like 5 o'clock, you have a surprise. And we were like, literally, we had been like on the road for seven or eight days, and we smelled like shit, and also didn't bring clothes to dress up in. So I had like a flannel shirt 
and I thank God I brought pants. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a couple, a couple of my friends didn't have pants because they were like, we're going to Southern California. Like, did, they didn't bring pants. They just brought shorts. And um, they just like, uh, I guess we're going with shorts. And we get down there and there's a limo waiting for us. And we get in the limo and the limo drives us from the Four Seasons, which is on the very end of the strip in Las Vegas, to the uh, um, Monte Carlo, I think is what it was. And they have like a five-star restaurant in the Monte Carlo. And then we had like a table waiting for us and we just got to order. There was only like four things on the menu. I was like, oh shit, the thing I want off of this menu is the most expensive thing. And it was like a full lobster tail <laughs> for like, I think it was $65 or $75 or something like that. Uh-huh. And my friend's mom was like, get it, get whatever you want. She had, she had met us down in Vegas. Just, she just wanted to take a vacation down to Vegas. Like I said, they were very wealthy they could do what they want and uh i ordered this lobster tail and it was delicious the lobster tail was fantastic but the lobster tail was sitting and this sounds so like benign but the lobster tail was sitting on a bed of mashed potatoes (laughs) and i do not know what they did to those mashed potatoes (laughs) but i could have eaten one bite of those mashed potatoes and someone could have shot me in the head and i would have thought i would be like i lived a complete life (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was the greatest thing i've ever tasted in my life i have no idea what they did to those mashed potatoes i have never eaten mashed potatoes since that have been even remotely as good as those mashed potatoes i was like this is incredible the lobster tail is fine it's good but these mashed potatoes are out of control <laughs> the other meal that i loved more than anything and it's it's very contextual i was it was when i was traveling and i had made it to china and in China, it was really important to me that I didn't um, see like any of the big cities or any of the normal. Tur- I didn't even see the Great Wall when I was in China. I didn't see any of the normal touristy things. And I was there for two weeks. You're such a hipster. I know. That's such an asshole. But I, I really wanted to. So I, um, I like booked a trip to like float down the Li River in china which is like along the southern border with vietnam essentially and stay in these like really really rural towns that are only accessible by the river and they're really small and it was absolutely one of the most beautiful places i've ever been in my life and everyone there was super nice and um i remember one place had a basketball court and i just went over to play basketball and then a couple people joined me to play basketball and I had to be the center which is like the tallest guy on the court because I was like the, the, the tallest one there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can see you just schooling a bunch of Chinese people at basketball. <laughs> oh yeah, I was way better than them. And that's not to say that I'm good at basketball at all. I'm actually quite atrocious at basketball, but they, and I was like, you guys have a court here. You should play every once in a while. Um, <laughs> they were, I also had like a big gigantic hobo beard at this point because i forgot a razor like day one and for some reason i was just like well fuck it i'm just growing the beard the entire time and this was like two and a half months into it and it was just like an unkempt hobo beard um and they i don't think they'd ever seen a red beard before and i i I, like mean that like it's not common at all for chinese people to have red hair if practically non-existent yeah and um so they like people would just walk up to me and touch my chin like adults and children the children i was more okay with but when adults (laughs) would do it i would be like hey fuck off don't do that and one morning i woke up and it was you know there's like a low-laying fog in the mountains and it was like everything was purple with the sun rising um and it was just so so gorgeous and 
they just eat fried rice there for breakfast every single morning for like two weeks i ate fried rice for breakfast which was to say fried rice veggies and then like an egg like a over easy egg just cracked on top and you just like pop the yolk and mix the yolk in with the rice and then just eat eat everything else and that's it and i don't know what they did to the fried rice but fried rice in america isn't the same here and i you can ask Sheridan, and i random time Sheridan and will be like what do you want to eat and I'll, I'll say what do i want to eat right now or what do i wish i could eat that sounds delicious i have been thinking this whole time of stuff um, where my favorite meals have been and i got nothing dude i i can't think of a singular time where i was like just that blown away oh. uh, but my belly's usually happy i will say that <laughs> uh, are you ready to do a police blotter yeah please A caller reported their pigs escaped. The pigs were later found. (laughs) God. (laughs) I just... It's not even the thing that, like, it's not what they're calling about. It's how that specific entry is written. Yeah, really. The, I really feel like the uh, whoever is tasked at the paper to do this police blotter was like, I'm not writing this one. And then they didn't have enough to fill out the column. So they were like, fuck, I'll write the pig one then. <laughs> pigs were lost. Pigs are found. Here's a throwback. This is real nostalgic here. Two fraudulent Publishers Clearinghouse calls were reported. Whoa. Is Publishers Clearinghouse still doing their like, you just won $10 million outside your door? Do you remember those like commercials? (laughs) Yes. Where they're like, old white dude would come give you a check for $10 million and you were like, wow. Yep. We've talked about the water in my hometown before. Uh, This one, a caller requested assistance with a water salesman. (laughs) Assistance. I got the wettest water here. It's wetter than that man's water. And they're like, I don't believe you. Water can't really be inherently more wet. And he's like, oh, but mine is. Mine is the wettest water. (laughs) I like to think it was someone. It was like the Culligan man trying to sell Culligan water in your hometown, which is the dumbest shit on the planet (laughs) because I've never seen a hometown so proud of their water. A caller reported they found a bag of dog feces at the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh, man. And it was on my dad's grave. <laughs> that, that, was e- that was one of two things. Either someone was walking their dog in a cemetery, which is odd. Then their dog pooped and they went, well, better bag it. But then they were like, ah, can't be bothered to take it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody was like, this was unintentional. Their dog pooped and they're like, I'm going to put this on my nemesis's grave. <laughs> Rest in shit, you asshole. I kind of, <laughs> yeah, I hope that's what it is. A caller reported setting a live trap and they caught a skunk. The caller wanted to know what to do with it. The caller was advised that it was their responsibility to dispose of it. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad. That's the most this Montana shit ever. Yeah. It sprayed me. It sprayed Will you my guys dog. deal with this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, sir. You caught it. You deal with the consequences. <laughs> a 911 caller reported a passenger car with flames coming out of the back of it. The vehicle was pulled over, meaning that it was driving and flames were just rolling out of the back of like it. Like on fire? Or were they just like coming out of the exhaust pipe? You know, like backfire was coming out of the exhaust pipe and it was a cool effect. Or the car was... What I pictured was the trunk is like open. The trunk's open, right? And there's, I don't know, somebody, like, maybe they kidnapped someone or whatever and lit them on fire, and so flames are just rolling out. Or 
they did like the It's Always Sunny where they just have barrels of gas in the back of their van. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just say the scenario in which somebody kidnapped another person and then lit that person on fire in their trunk and then just was dr- parading their burning body around town? Yeah. Well, the person burning gets the trunk open because <laughs> they're trying to get out and trying to get help. And that's why you see all the flames and why the trunk is Jesus open. Christ. I've been writing some gritty dramas, Alex. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> I want to put this on record because i've had this phrase i've been trying to coin it for a long time but uh here we go the only difference between a screenwriter and a criminal is one of them does it yeah i've always thought that about some like murder mystery writers and stuff like some of them that i I find really good that i'm like wow um you could have done this if you wanted to and probably gotten away with it because in the real world there's no like sherlock-esque character that would miraculously figure it out um you probably would have gotten away with this if you wanted to <laughs> i used to think that about rap songs and be like wow how do they come up with all this bad stuff and then i realized <laughs> it's no then most of them are not fictional <laughs> yeah, yeah I was like, they, they did that shit what there was i think it might be bobby Schmurda. i think it was bobby Schmurda, but god it might not be some one rapper like um like timed and dated himself in one of his rap songs oh yeah. Like, yo, May 17th, yeah, I, I robbed I, this place. And they were like, the cops were like, oh, shit. <laughs> and that's why there's a statute of limitations. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got one more uh, entry. A caller reported concern about satellites in the sky. The caller requested to know if dispatch knew anything about it. Okay, so that's a that's a crazy kook. Yeah, or somebody that's like really lonely because I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I I appreciate the amount of gravitas people think nine one one dispatch has that they're you know extremely educated or would know things about space or satellites. Like it's cool that they assume that about dispatch and those people that work there, but uh, that's not the case in yeah. a lot of instances. It's a job for these people. They go to work. They're like, and now yeah. I'm at work. I have a doctorate in astrophysics, but what I'm really passionate about is answering 911 calls. Yeah. I like to. Th- I like that you're thinking that I, my mind immediately went to like conspiracy theory and he, this man thinks that satellites are watching him, which was probably the case. However, I like that you think that maybe he was just um, calling 911 to see, you know, like how'd they get him up there? <laughs> like super innocent <laughs> satellites. How do they work? I don't know. How'd they get him up Dude, there? That's that's my uh, my small town upbringing. I just give benefit of the doubt to everyone. Yeah, like even I, if I shouldn't, you know, it probably is a conspiracy theory. I'm sure it is that this guy's like, do you know about them satellites watching us and shit like that? But I, you know, maybe he just had questions about satellites. <laughs> <laughs> Dispatch is like googling it. Like, how do satellites work? <laughs> All right, man. Uh, good news. I have a new computer. So I think Ginger TV is back on this week. Boom. And so that'll be Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash gingers on ice. We're going to get weird with this one because we've shown a lot of our normal stuff. <laughs> yeah. we You you got through the, the, the normal stuff. Time to get towards the uh, B-sides. Yeah. But the few people that have watched Ginger TV... Tell like message me about it. When is that going to happen again? I was like, I need a new computer. If you want to send me any money to for it, <laughs> let me know. Um, but I do want to get you know a little hard on sleeve here and just thank everybody that's listened to the podcast so far. It's uh, 
having been doing like comedy and performing and everything for a while, um, it can be a little frustrating sometimes if an audience doesn't appear to be growing or something. But then I remember that our like engagement rates are so extremely high, like compared to like the industry standard, the amount of people that yeah. talk to us and we become friends with. I mean, we have friends just because they came to Ginger's on Ice shows and then told us they liked it. And then we go grab a drink with them or whatever, and they become our friends. And and so, I yeah, thank you all for, you know, if you're a new listener to the podcast and a new fan, thank you for uh, coming on the ride. And if you've been around for a while, we appreciate it as well. One time um, I was at a bar at Trivia with some friends and this very very intoxicated girl came up to me and she was like oh my god hi and i was like hello person i do not know at all and then she proceeds to talk to me all about you and gingers on ice and how much fun she had and when we're gonna do another show again this was like a couple months ago so we hadn't done shows and when we're gonna do a show again and then she told me how she just broke up with her boyfriend of whom i can't remember his name either and i was like i don't know who that is and she was like yeah we were dating for like five years and i was like wow i don't i don't know you at all but she seemed to know me and she seemed to think we were really good friends and then when she left all of my friends were like who was that and i was like if you had a fucking gun to my head i couldn't know so we we've even made friends i don't even know yeah the thing about montana is we'll just run into people randomly there our very first gingers on ice show we brought a person up for a word from our sponsors and then like a year and a half later a hundred miles away in a gas station. She's, I just go in to use the bathroom and we see each other and she's like, are you? And I was like, yeah, we brought you up on stage once. And she was like, oh, hi. And I was like, this is so strange. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Uh, so yes, thank you everybody. We love you. That was hard to say. Yeah, you really had to fight through that. I'll say it with a little more gumption. I think that I have feelings for you. Yeah, we might be in love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, same. <laughs> I do want to do that uh, at some point. And this is the comedian in me. Just like a really high stakes moment. Like I'm on the altar or something. And, you know, the priest is like, do you say I do? And she goes, I do. And then he looks at me and I go, same Z's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That would be great. <laughs> That's uh, our buddy Sean has a great thing too. That just, uh, just. Dumbing down language at bad times, like when you're having sex, is what Sean says. Uh, Sean wants to go instead of, oh, yeah, yeah, he wants to go, yep, 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 yepers. <laughs> <laughs> mm hmm, yep. <laughs> mm hmm, okay. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> Super duper. <laughs> Dude, you gotta say super duper. <laughs> the word duper does not belong in the bedroom. <laughs> super duper. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, All right. Bye, everybody. Okay, I'll talk to you later, buddy. <laughs> See ya. Ginger on Ginger is brought to you by Jacob and Alex's parents, who brought them into this world and have yet to take them out of it. See you next week. <laughs>